0: Ooh, it's Thursday, and we are now in December. Yes, indeed. We are now in December. And you know what? It's another month, almost another year, and it's Thursday. And you know if it's Thursday, it's your girl, Dr. P. Dr. P on the pod. Dr. P on the pod. I am so excited to be with you one more time again. And the first thing I have to say is thank you. Thank you to all of you who took the time, who participated, who came online every day for Healthy Churches 2030 Conference. Whoa, did we have a time. Did we have a time? Truly, it was the best yet. Thank you for those of you who have shared how your experiences and how much information you got and just the impact that our conference had on your life. If you registered, you know you can go back now. The entire conference is available to you. You can go back and the same way you got in during the week of the conference, you can do it that same way you have access to all the information and all the programs for the entire year. Please share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Uh, We certainly gave you the best of our best. And we will continue to do that as we continue throughout this month and into the new year. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving last week. Uh, I had a restful Thanksgiving, praise God. Got a little bit of rest, not too much, but enough to say I got rested. I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving, and I hope that you are excited and joyful about this Advent season. Now, I want you to know that Advent season is my favorite season of the year. It is my absolute favorite season. I love advent season. I love celebrating the birth of Christ, leading up to the birth of Christ, the Christmas story, the three kings, the baby in the manger, all oh, the nativity. Oh, I just love advent season. I love Oh, I love everything about Christmas, really. I love the magic of Christmas. The bells, the angels, the songs, the Christmas story. Mm, I love Santa Claus because, you know, in my house, Santa Claus. (laughs) Santa Claus looked like somebody we know. (laughs) Indeed, I love the magic of Christmas. And I am, I haven't put up my tree yet, but I'm going put up my tree i'm getting ready to put up all the stuff uh, outside now that the folks have come and moved up at least most of my leaves uh, because i had so many leaves you couldn't even see the christmas decorations outside it was so many leaves Uh, but i am just i'm just uh, i'm always excited about christmas i'm just mm, i just love the joy Of Christmas. So I pray that you will bring joy to your own life, joy to your life first, and then joy to others as we push through this Advent season. So I'm going to step out of the way early uh, today because I'm going to bring you a flavor. Just a little bit of the flavor of our eighth annual Healthy Churches Conference. I'm going to play. I mean, every speaker was extraordinary. But I'm going to share the message of the Reverend Dr. Kelly Brown Douglas. She is the Dean of the Episcopal Divinity School at Union Theological Seminary and Professor of Theology at Union up there in New York City. Uh, And uh, the Reverend Dr. Kelly Brown Douglas, she was our opening uh, preacher, For the conference. And I think that her message of the bomb in Gilead is a perfect message as we move into Advent season. I think it's absolute perfect. So I'm going to step out of the way and just let and share just a little bit of what we got at Healthy Churches. And I want you to just uh, play this. this podcast over and over and as well as all the others uh that you have available to you you have available all of the podcasts that we've ever done and i hope you will continue to listen to them over and over and over again so i'm gonna step out the way i'm your girl dr p it's thursday i'm on the pod and i'm gonna give it over to the reverend dr kelly brown douglas
1: Let me begin by thanking Pranessa Seal and the leadership of the Balm and Gilead for inviting me to be your preacher on this day as you gather together in this eighth annual conference of Healthy ter- Churches. Let us first pray together. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. It was a time of Babylonian imperial and military rule. And so it was for the people of Judah a time of political tensions and unrest. It was a time of weak, if not immoral, leadership. It was a time filled with a sense of helplessness, if not despair. It was a time of suffering. It was a time of pain. It was a time of grief. And it was in to this time that Jeremiah asked the question, is there a bomb in Gilead? Is there a bomb in Gilead, Jeremiah asked, for there seemed to be no bomb. there seemed to be no cure, there seemed to be no possibilities for healing and health within the ways of the world, the ways of the people, the ways of the society that was Jerusalem. And so in many respects, as it was for the time that was Jeremiah's, it is for the time that is ours. For as we navigate the convergence of two pandemics, one a health pandemic, the other a social pandemic, that of COVID-19 and that of white supremacy, ours is a time like Jeremiah's that is filled with the suffering, the pain, the grief, the helplessness of, if not the despair of inequity and inequality that has indeed placed brown and black lives disproportionately in peril. And so it is. We find ourselves asking the question that Jeremiah asked. Is there a bomb in Gilead? For again, as it was for Jeremiah, it is for us a time in which the unrelenting voices of immoral leadership seem to be compromising the soul and character not only of our nation but of our of who we are as a people leading us to contemplate if there is a bomb not within our society not within our ways not within our means and control but a bomb somewhere in Gilead. And so it is that in such a time as this, we have gathered, you have gathered to contemplate what it means to be church, let alone healthy churches. For here is the thing, inasmuch as we call ourselves church then we are called to be at least a glimpse of the world that God has created us to be a glimpse of a world that honors the sacredness of all who have breath who have ever had breath for here's the thing the sacred worth of every individual is established each time they take a breath for the breath of life that belongs to each of us without exemption is the very life-giving breath of god and that fact alone makes each and every one of us sacred and so it is to be church is to partner with god In creating a just society, a just future, where every breath is valued, every breath is cherished, every breath is honored, no matter the color, the culture, the ethnicity, the gendered identity, or the sexual expression of the one who breathes. Put quite simply, there are no entitled breaths in God's just future. For this is a future where all human persons are free to breathe into the fullness of whomever God has called them to be. And so to be church, oh yes, to be church is to partner with God in fostering that future, which means to be nothing less than a glimpse of that very future. In church, this is what it means to be a bomb in Gilead, for to be church is to indeed be that bomb. Is there a bomb in Gilead? Jeremiah asked. And so it is that we might ask, as we have come together here as healthy churches. We might ask, what does it mean to be a bomb? What does it look like? For to know this is to know what it means to be church. And so what does it mean to be that bomb in Gilead? This is where Jeremiah is again instructive. For this we know. Jeremiah was a truth-teller. Jeremiah spoke truth, yes, to power, but most importantly, Jeremiah spoke truth to his people. If we who claim to be church are to be that bomb in Gilead in this our time, then we must speak truth to our people, to our communities. Let us be clear. Our country is drowning in lies. And the very lies that drown our country, that drown our nation, are the lies from which black and brown people are dying. The lack of truth-telling is indeed a comorbidity of the pandemics that have left brown and black communities disproportionately in peril. And so it is that if indeed we are to be a balm in a time where fiction masquerades as facts, misguided stubbornness constitutes moral courage, and self-regarding concern is construed as other-regarding compassion, then we who call ourselves church must dare to speak the truth, to speak it without fear or exception, even when it is unpopular, even when it is not politics and perhaps even when it is not expedient. We must be the balm of truth. Be it truth about viruses or vaccines, causes or cures. We must tell the truth that we know. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, Jesus says. The truth will indeed Set us free. Set us free to live into the world that God has created us to be. What does it mean to be that bomb in Gilead? That bomb that would be the church? It means doing nothing other than speaking the truth. And it means also stopping the violence. Hear this, anything that dehumanizes Dr. or degrades on another button, person yeah. is violence. And my friends, violence breeds violence. So let us be clear, the injustice that is inequality and inequity, that is violent. In this regard, the poverty in which brown and black people are disproportionately trapped is violent, and as such, it breeds violence. It breeds the violence that is inadequate health care, substandard housing, insufficient employment, educational, recreational, and recreational opportunities. It is no accident that where the violence that is poverty is unabated, we see disproportionate rates of homicide, black on black crime and homicides that the arbiters of unjust power and privilege so much like to point out. That violence is the violence that violence has created. It is the violence that the violence of injustice has bred. For it is the case that the violence of injustice Fosters death, not life. And so, to be a bomb in this our time means that we must be unrelenting in stopping the violence. That means being unrelenting through word and actions in interrupting the policies, the policing, the systems, the structures, the bias and beliefs that keep far too many of God's sacred creatures trapped in crucifying conditions of violence, crucifying conditions that breed death, not life. I have come. To set the captives free, Jesus said. Free from the violence that betrays their very sacred breath, their very sacred humanity. And so it is. To be a bomb in Gilead, to be church, is to stop the violence. And, and, It is to ultimately laugh. What does it mean to be a bong in Gilead? It means to do nothing less than to spread the laughter. Yes, laughter. To laugh, my friends, is a signal of transcendence. That is, it points to that which is greater than us. It points to that which is greater than even what we can imagine when it comes to possibilities for life, possibilities for justice. As such, laughter signals a discrepancy between what is and what ought to be, that is, between our unjust present and God's just future. It is in this way that God's resurrection of Jesus after his crucifying death is nothing other than God's last life. God's last laugh over the crucifying powers of evil that declares itself greatness in our world. And so it is that God, to laugh with God, and these are times in which we find ourselves is to say to all those breath-stilling, truth-defying, violent-producing, arbiters of injustice, it is to say with God, ha ha ha, you lose. You will not have the last word. This is not who we are created to be, and so it is not who we are going to settle for becoming. And be clear, church, it is when we can join God in that resurrection laughter that we have indeed become true partners with the God who is nothing less in this our time and in all times, that balm in Gilead leading the way back, leading us back and the world back to what God has created us to in fact be. And so it was that Jeremiah, as he asked the question, is there a balm in Gilead spoke the words of laughter that were God's. As God, as he said, I will bring health and healing to my people. I will heal my people and I will let them enjoy abundant peace, abundant life, abundant security. Is there a bomb in Gilead? let us all be clear as we gather together at this eighth annual conference of healthy churches that this question is indeed our challenge. For it is a challenge for us to ask whether or not we can be that balm in Gilead for our communities, for our people, for our nation, if not, for our world. For to proclaim that we are healthy churches is really an aspirational claim. for it is a claim of aspir- it is a claim in which we aspire aspire to live into what in fact it means to partner with God in leading our nation, our people, if not our world, to a place of health, to a place of abundant life, abundant peace, abundant security, and indeed, to the just future that God has called us to. To be a healthy church is to be a church that is indeed that balm in Gilead. And so left for us to answer at this conference is indeed the question of Jeremiah's. Is there, is there a balm in Gilead? May it be so. Amen. Back to be on the
0: pot, yeah. I am sure that you enjoyed that powerful message from our sister beloved, the very Reverend Kelly Brown Douglas. She is our powerful sister, and I'm sure you enjoyed her message. As we move into Advent season and through the Christmas season, I'm asking you as you prepare for your end-of-the-year giving that you would please consider the bomb in Gilead. Please, please share your end of year giving with us and to support the work that we bring you 365 days of the year. Please, please, please—we really, really need your support throughout the year. You can go to bombinggilead.org, go to our menu and just hit donate, and you can donate right there. You can find us on Give-a-fly, Uh, and uh, you can find us there. But please, please, as you plan your end of the year giving, please don't forget the bomb in Gilead. Well, family, I got to go. Got to go. I'll be right back at you this time next Thursday. Because you know, you know, you know if it's Thursday, it's your girl, Dr. P, on the pod. See you next time.